The following is a reflection on the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity. The first reading is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 32 to 34, 39 to 40. The responsorial is Psalm 33. The second reading is Romans chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. And the Gospel is Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. The Most Holy Trinity is without a doubt the central mystery of our faith, and we could only know about it because this is God's knowledge about Himself as He is in Himself, which He communicates to us through Scripture and tradition. God does want us to seek the truth and to ask questions about all His mysteries. Three times in the first reading, for example, He encourages the Israelites to ask about Him and his wonderful works. We will examine today's readings and tradition to penetrate as much as we can about this mystery. The first truth is that God is not some impersonal cosmic energy force, nebulous and transcendent. The one God of the Bible is a community of persons in a relationship of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, giving themselves to each other completely. At the core of this relationship is a knowing and loving of each other in the most radical, real, infinite way. It is an active, dynamic relationship in which each of the divine persons is totally turned toward the other. Each gives themselves over, pouring themselves out, giving and receiving in a mutual dependence. It is not three individuals, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, isolated from each other and concerned only about themselves. Rather, it is a deep sharing, and in that mutual giving and receiving, there is supreme joy, happiness, beatitude. In fact, that is where we get the term ecstasy, which literally means to stand outside oneself. Each of the divine persons are in an ecstatic relationship of sharing all that they are, when theologians speak of God being infinite goodness, truth, beauty, and joy, these terms derive from that inner divine life of loving relationships. It is because of this supreme joy in God, the abundant happiness, this dynamic love that is always turned outward, that God desires to share His life with us, and so loves us into existence, and deeply desires that we respond by entering into relationship of our own free will with the Trinity. The second truth is that this dialogue of interpersonal love has been going on forever. One of the first prayers we learn as children goes back to the fourth century, the Glory Be, which not only praises God's glory, but reminds us who He is. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Thus, God always was three in one, is three in one, will always be three persons in one nature. It shows that the inner life of God is wider, deeper, richer, more awesome than we could ever have imagined. Unconditional love is at the heart of the universe, and we are called to share in it. When some of the Church Fathers taught about the Trinity, they were so taken up with these truths that they used various metaphors. One came from the Greek word perichoresis, 
The first half of the word peri means around, and chorea, from which we get the word choreography, is related to the word dance. The Latin derivative word circumincession has the same indication, circum meaning around and incidere meaning to go, to step, to march along. The Greek and Latin fathers used these terms to highlight the intimacy of the inner life of God as an eternal dance in, around, and through each other in an embrace of ecstatic joy. St. John of Damascus, who was an early contributor of this teaching, considered perichoresis as a cleaving together and interweaving embracing of tri-personal love. C.S. Lewis, in his book Mere Christianity, comments on the importance of understanding the Trinity in this relational way. Quote, it matters more than anything else in the world. The whole dance or drama or pattern of this three-personal life is to be played out in each one of us, or, putting it the other way around, each one of us has got to enter that pattern, take his or her place in that dance. There is no other way to happiness for which we were made. End of quote. Jesus, the night before he died, prayed that we would join the dance. Quote, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. End of quote. John chapter 17 verses 20 to 21. How do we enter this dynamic is explained in today's second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Quote, Brothers and sisters, all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption to sonship. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. End of quote. Thus it is the Holy Spirit sent by Jesus and the Father that we celebrated last Sunday on the Solemnity of Pentecost, who invites us into this dance of divinity. This is why Jesus in today's Gospel commanded the Apostles to go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, since baptism immerses us into this dynamic. All nations means we come into the dance as community and not as isolated individuals. Just as we cannot waltz on our own but need a partner, we need each other. This goes back to our being created in the image and likeness of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each of us has a built-in capacity for knowing and loving, which means 
We are social beings through and through. We all exist in relationship to others. St. Pope John Paul II called this dynamic the law of the gift, that it is only in giving ourselves away in love that we find ourselves. God is constantly inviting us into relationship with the divine persons and with each other. In the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, for example, we begin and end with the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Each prayer ends with an invocation to the Trinity. Father, we ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. The Eucharistic prayer ends with, Through Him, with Him, in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. And we say, Amen. Yes, Lord, I want in. And our answer is, as a community who are present together, ready to receive the second person of the Blessed Trinity in the sacrament of the Eucharist, becoming one body in Christ. During this time of COVID, when gathering as a community is difficult, we hopefully learn all the more how much we need God and each other. Lockdowns and social distancing have contributed to increased rates of loneliness, depression, addiction, and suicide. It is no wonder that one of the ultimate forms of punishment in the history of criminal justice is solitary confinement. Companionship is so essential to our well-being that in hospitals and seniors' homes, a new form of therapy has been introduced where a trained pet is given to a person who may be suffering from dementia, mental health issues, or substance abuse. The therapeutic benefits include a reduction in stress, improved mood, and better communication skills. These are just some of the truths revealed to us about the Trinity and about ourselves. It will always remain a mystery, and yet the more we ask questions and search out the truths about God's inner divine life, the better we can enter into it and experience the joy and fulfillment of God's love. It is only by giving ourselves away in love that we truly find ourselves and find ourselves in union with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As we contemplate our transition into a family of parishes in light of the mystery of God's Trinitarian love and our invitation into the dance, let us consider the opening words of Moses to the people of Israel and ourselves in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Quote, Ask about former ages long before your own, Ever since the day that God created man on the earth, ask from one end of heaven to the other, has anything so great as this ever happened, or has its like ever been heard of? So acknowledge today and take heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no other. Keep his statutes and his commandments, which I am commanding you today for your own well-being and that of your descendants after you, so that you may long remain in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for all time. And Jesus' concluding words in today's Gospel, 
Remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let us pray. God our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification, make known to the human race your wondrous mystery, and grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen.